Hey, John Lee Dumas here, the founder and host of EO Fire, and you're listening to the Sonia Paz and the Rockstar Mentor Podcast. Professional artist and entrepreneur Sonia Paz will give you that kickstart that you need to rock your art business. She's built her brand solely on her name and popular artwork for the last 20 years. Learn more at rockstarmentor.com and prepare to ignite. Welcome to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, the podcast to inspire you and bring the kickstart you need to crush it in the art industry. We'll bring you creative insights, inspiring interviews, valuable resources, and art marketing, along with decades of experience to provide you the strategic approach to unleash your creative talents and rock your inner entrepreneur. Now, your creatively energetic host, Sonia Paz. Greetings, friends and listeners of the Rockstar Mentor Podcast. I am your host, Sonia Paz, and I am excited because I know I'm always excited, but <laughs> I'm excited because today is episode 23, which means that we have pretty much surpassed the statistics of what most podcasts set out for. A lot of folks, they say, I want to get a podcast going. I want it to be successful. And they'll only get up to maybe a dozen episodes. So the fact that we're almost at two dozen episodes is awesome. And I want to thank all of the people that are supporting not only the rockstarmentor.com website, but subscribing on iTunes or checking us out on Stitcher Radio or going to Google Play or Google Music and subscribing to the episodes or subscribing to the show as a whole. Now, it's really great, and I'm ecstatic that I am giving some value to folks like yourself, artists or creative people who want to get their art out there, who have had obstacles on getting their art out there or setting up a show or getting a product line set up. And that is what we are going to be talking about today. I'm going to be talking to you about the question that I get asked all the time, and that is... You've got a great product line. How did you achieve this? Where did you get started? Of course, this whole product line thing has been quite a journey, and there has been a lot of lessons that I have learned in the creation of my own product line and little things that I may have done differently or certain products that I may not have done and other products that we have done that have superseded and done really, really well for me. Now, I don't regret any of those. I embrace all of the ones that have done really well. And I just wanted to touch base today because I have done this for a long time. I've had my own product line for close to 15 years. And it started off with simple matted prints and greeting cards and turned out to after lots of trial, error, expense, prototypes, we have done an array of products. And it's no secret that I have created a very expansive product line from ceramics to textiles, watches, magnets, clocks, household decor, wearable art, and the list goes on. And I get asked all the time about how these products were developed and what did I have to do to get them manufactured. Now, I will tell you that each product was very well thought out. My artwork is very commercial, very pop artish. It does lend itself well for products. And that was a plus for me when I decided that I wanted to start creating a product line. 
And each product was very well thought out. And many times my paintings were created to accommodate the product. Also, what else I learned was not all styles of products would work well for my artwork. For instance, I create a lot of wine-related artwork, lots of bottles, wine in the valley, glasses and grapes and that thing in my pop art style. And there are substrates like tumble tiles that work well for many other types of wine-related artwork, like coasters. You'll see coasters that have the tumble tiles with a very Tuscan look to it. That specific type of tile does not work well to represent my artwork in its pop art style. So that's one thing you have to consider is to be really, really true. Just because you can get your art onto something like that doesn't mean it necessarily will work. The thing that I had learned was to create products that is very individual to the work that I do and find a substrate that will really emphasize. You don't want to get something that's going to compete. In other words, I'm not like the tumbled stone, for for instance. I could have put my art on any kind of watch. I could have put an art on different kinds of watches with different kinds of mechanisms. But we wanted to create a watch line that represented having a little framed painting on your wrist. Whenever I frame up my artwork, I always frame up everything in a black frame with a white mat or sometimes without a mat. That is something that when we created the watch line, I wanted to be sure that it looked like a little framed painting that you were wearing, but it wasn't so overkill to make it look like a real frame per se. It was just the the watch casing and how that represented and how my artwork looked against that black frame. And like I said, not all substrates will accommodate your art. Sometimes you have to create the art to fit the substrate. And what I have also found, and it's not a big surprise, is that scalability from when I create the artwork to scale it down isn't going to necessarily fit on every single rectangular substrate that you find. So if you create more square works or something, if you work round or whatever, something that is evenly scalable, that will work on a variety of different substrates. And when I say substrates, I just mean what you're going to print on, whether it's tiles or if it's clock faces or if it's coffee mugs or what have you. The, the, end, the end result is the product that you're going to be printing on or have direct printed on. And speaking of direct printing, many print-on-demand services have products that you can put your art on. And a key factor is to have a really great photograph something that is color corrected and super high resolution, namely 300 or 350 DPI, which is dots per inch. And this is really critical. The higher resolution, the better your printing is going to be. A lot of artists will, by mistake, take a low resolution image and try to upload it and they won't get the clarity. So that's why the 300 to 350 DPI dots per inch is really critical to get a nice, crisp, look to whatever you're reproducing on the product. There are a lot of places that will do direct print on demand and places like Zazzle.com and of course the long-standing and very popular Cafe Press will make products for you in a large variety of products that they offer from t-shirts to kids clothes, coasters, some textiles and the list goes on. They even have charms and jewelry items, mirrors, compacts, a huge variety of things that you can put your art on. But I want to tell you that, like I said before, just because the 
item is there, it does not necessarily mean that it will represent your art in the best way possible. And these agencies like Zazzle and Cafe Press, and there's a ton more out there, but I don't want to convolute the, the podcast now with having too much information. I'm just noting these two places as, a, as agencies or places that you can go that you can create, you can upload your photos and then you can create your product line online. And they are really great for if you want to have something as a prototype or a small run of something, but they are really not designed with a pricing structure that will allow you to produce a product line that you can wholesale. So if you're willing to have a higher priced item, let's say, and I'm just pulling these numbers out of the air, so don't quote me on this. Let's say you want to create a t-shirt and their price is $20 to create a woman's v-neck t-shirt with your art on the front. You're obviously not going to wholesale that at $20 because you won't make any money off of it. Unless, of course, you want to do it for exposure, but I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't go there. So if you, <laughs> if you are getting a t-shirt that you are spending $20 to have done for you with a print-on-demand, direct-to-garment print, and you're getting six of those and you end up spending over $100, you might only be able to sell that t-shirt for about $30. The whole point of doing any sort of wholesale is lower the price for you so that you can make profit to resell so that the retailer can profit off of selling that at retail. But back to Zazzle and Cafe Press, they even have options on there that you can create your own mini store with products and design the products on a step-by-step process that they offer. And even if you're not a graphic designer or a digital artist, they have step-by-step design that makes your product development easy. And I know a lot of artists who are doing this already and creating small products that they can sell or they'll offer their online store through one of these resale websites. When I started creating products back in, I think, 2003, I had products that we worked with overseas manufacturers on and had developed those products from the ground up. We didn't pick, let's say for the watches, we didn't pick a specific watch face and movement and everything and say, well, yeah, just pop my art in there. Mark, my better half and business manager, worked with the manufacturers directly and sent them images and we worked together and everything. And I, when I tell you everything needed to be considered from not only the width of the bands that are going on, but the colors of the bands, the size of the casings, how thick the casing was, how thick the watch was going to be, what color the crown is going to be, and the crown is the part that you pull out to set the time, what was going to be engraved on the back, how the work was going to be represented in the watch itself. And I will tell you, just because I painted a painting and thought, well, this will be great as a watch face, once it was shrunken down it may not necessarily have turned out. And then I had to recreate the artwork again in a very specific size that we were working on to make that happen. And it didn't, it wasn't an overnight thing. It took months and months and months. And we had at one point probably 30 different watches in seven different styles and shapes. And it was, it was amazing. Sadly, it was a huge expense. It was a lot of investment on our part to make that happen. And 
if anybody knows when you work with any kind of overseas manufacturing, you can't order one, two, or 300. You had to order thousands. So we had to learn a lot. We had to really get a lot of, shift a lot of things to make, to create the watches. Because then not only do you have the watches, you have to put them in a box. And inside that box, you have to have another nice little case and you have signage and description and you have to have warranty information. So when I say start small and start with a product line through something like Zazzle or Cafe Press, I say that as somebody who cares about what you're learning. I'm not going to direct you into spending hundreds or thousands of dollars to create a product line that you're not familiar with. So get familiar with smaller products that you can manage that are you don't have to warehouse that you can just have done on demand and start from there. I'm going to be bringing in a couple of experts in Johnson Plastics and another company who does scanning and printing that is going that are going to be interviewed on future episodes so that I can share with you their viewpoints on how to get started with this. And some folks may be dying to learn how to do that. And these are the people that are going to hook you up and they will be able to make you successful with that, with the products that they offer. And I will most certainly keep you posted of when those episodes are going to happen. I want to conclude the episode and just remind you that I think everybody should work toward having a product line of their work if that is something that you want to do. My biggest advice right now is to start small and don't invest a lot of money into a lot of equipment unless you're absolutely thousand percent sure that this is a path that you want to go down. There are some amazing pros to it and then there are some cons as well. A lot of people get frustrated because the technology to do some of this stuff is overwhelming. And I'm going to tell you because I have a digital background, a digital imaging background and some of the learning curve on some of this color profiles and working in having to convert some of my images to accommodate these certain profiles were a challenge for me at the very beginning. But small is good and be true to yourself. If your art is going to work for a product, then embrace it. Don't try to challenge yourself and getting your product onto something that you really don't feel that you don't have the heart to to put it on or to compromise your work on having it be on something that that you don't that you don't like or don't use. For me, I only create products for items that I know that I would use myself. I hope that you will all subscribe and if you subscribe then if you're on an iPhone and you want to go to iTunes, you can easily subscribe to our podcast. This way, these episodes will be delivered to you automatically on the days that they are released. And in my case, we have our main episode every Tuesday, and then we have the fan mail Friday every Friday. And when you subscribe, you don't have to worry about going in and, and listening to it. It'll automatically download to your smartphone. Now, if you're on Android or any other type of smartphone, or if you listen to the podcast via your laptop or computer, you can certainly connect with us at Stitcher Radio and also on Google Music. And you can see these channels if you go to rockstarmentor.com slash podcast, you'll see the different channels that were that these episodes are available on. And of course, once you're on the rockstarmentor.com website, you can view and listen to all episodes in this series, including the Fan Mail Fridays. But you will also have access to read the blog to see what other episodes I have done and worked on with a lot of resource links and such. 
And also, check out the freebies that I have for you on the website as well. I have prepared for you downloadable freebies that you can use in your art business. One of them is the basic exhibitor toolkit. So it is a toolkit for you that you can sign up for. Simply sign up for that on the website and we'll get that right out to you. And there's also a worksheet on what to do and how to get started with doing commissions. And that is also on the website that you can sign up for and I will get that out to you straight away. So rock stars, this is a wrap for today. And I certainly hope all of you have a fantastic rest of the week. And I will connect with you again on Friday for Fan Mail Friday. And just remember, if you have a question that you would like to have answered, write to me at mentor at rockstarmentor.com so I can get your questions answered on the air. And of course, make sure that you join us on Facebook. I have a mastermind group on Facebook that you can join up. Check that out on the website. And I also have a Facebook page. So facebook.com slash rockstarmentor. I hope that we can connect soon. I want you all to stay creative, be amazing, stay fantastic. And with that said, everyone, peace out. Have a great rest of your week.